I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. Remember, if you've got any good dog stories, let us know how intelligent, smart, cunning is your dog. We're going to be chatting to someone very shortly in the next five or ten minutes, um, someone about the inner workings of a dog's mind. Someone actually has a job of studying the brains of dogs, gets to play with them 24-7, scan their brains, see what they're up to, see what's going on. They've got some interesting results on language, how they can understand certain things and certain words better than what we thought before. So if you have any good stories about how, how your dog is one, a legend, but an intelligent legend as well, let us know. 87 Now, before we go anywhere, you know that we're living in these uncertain times. Yes. And they're unprecedented times. They are. And they're, they're challenging times. Very challenging. And that's pretty much every ad you'll ever hear on TV or online <laughs> or on radio. At the and moment the biggest, it is, actually. Yeah, so I, I've decided to, a, a little bit earlier on, <clears throat> um, come up with every radio ad ever during COVID-19. Oh, lovely. So, you know, there's challenges everywhere. So, listen, we'll play this. It's only very, very short, but this for you now tonight is every COVID-19 TV slash radio ad COVID-19 has brought many new challenges into our daily lives. The toughest challenge for many radio and TV ads is figuring out how to say uncertain times in as many different ways as possible. So in these ambiguous, ambivalent, dubious, erratic, hesitant, insecure, unpredictable, undetermined, undecided, unclear, risky, vague, unresolved, unsettled, unsure, unforeseeable, variable, irregular, indistinct, indeterminate, indefinite, unfixed, wavering, incalculable, inconstant, questionable, precarious times, stay safe. A message from every corporate brand in the country. <laughs> so there we go, folks. Okay, always remember. Uh, always remember. <laughs> that's very accurate as well. <clears throat> there are uncertain times. I'm available for any corporate work or ads. I have uh, an, a numerous different um, words to use for uncertain and unprecedented times. So if you, you have need all the words there. that you need for the ads. Thank you. Th- thesaurus.com. <laughs> Literally reading from there, put in uncertain, and it gave me all the words that popped up related to it. Uh, so there you go. Every COVID-19 ad ever, uh, that was. Um, so listen, um, on the way next, dogs, how smart are they? And let us know the most intelligent thing your dog has ever done, because we're chatting to a neuroscientist whose job it is is to investigate the inner workings of a dog's brain. And he'll be on the way next here on FM 104. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. 
Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104 and if you're a dog lover and a dog owner time to listen up because uh, as much as you love them we might be able to give you a reason another reason why you can love them even more turns out they might be more intelligent than we first previously thought and that is due to new research that has come out of uh, Emory University in Atlanta from neuroscientists who have somehow convinced uh, their bosses and their people in charge to let them do tons of research on dogs which must be one of the best things in the world to be able to do joining us now on the line to talk a little bit more about uh, dogs and how they might be able to understand your words a little bit better than what we thought before neuroscientist Gregory Burns Gregory how are things great how are you good good yeah we're not doing too bad but um I found this really interesting because I've had a dog before and I've been also told that certain breeds of dogs bigger or smaller can differ in intelligence yeah I hear that a lot as well so you know as Cormac was saying uh what I've been doing is to try to actually kind of get past these um assumptions we make about breeds and and size of dogs and so forth and we've been training dogs to go into an MRI scanner so we can actually figure out what they're thinking and what they think of us and how they see the world so we're going right into their brains to try to figure out what they're uh, doing. That must be one I can imagine either a lot of fun or very frustrating did it take you long to actually train them to go into the machine and sit down and relax and and get used to everything? It's yeah it's both fun and and frustrating but um, (laughs) as someone said I have the best neuroscience job in the world and I actually most days uh, agree with that because it's like I get to work with dogs at work Um, (laughs) but yeah it's uh, to be honest though you know we've been doing this for almost 10 years and we've we've trained uh, over 100 dogs now uh, just to go walk into an MRI scanner and they just lay there um, and kind of watch and listen to what we we do with them and it's not for most dogs I'll tell you that straight up most dogs are not interested in this and what have you found during your studies. Well, when we started, we started with really simple things. We actually focused on the reward system. So, for example, we wanted to know if dogs are motivated purely by food or are some dogs um, equally motivated or perhaps more motivated by just kind of the social bond that we have with them. And what was interesting about that is it's, it's, it's often difficult to tell when you're just interacting with a dog, but if you go right to their brain and you can look at what the reward systems do, we actually found that, that most of the dogs in our project had equal reward responses to social praise as food. Um, and, and even a handful of dogs actually liked the social praise more. And so that was actually really interesting because a lot of the, the owners um, assume that dogs will only do things for food, but in fact, that's mm. actually not the case. That's really that's interesting. interesting. That yeah. is really interesting, yeah. And you are obviously able to obviously hone down and see there's different, obviously, then reward pathways in the brain for food versus the social reward. Well, it turns out there's really only one reward system that kind of has a, a common final pathway. And so all we have to do is use that as kind of like a gauge, you know, does a dog Sorry, you know, yeah. view, view food as a prospect as much as as just praise and it it varies but for most dogs actually social praise is is a primary motivator for them it seems and what's really interesting is and i had no idea that they could even ever understand words i always thought that you know they kind of go by the pitch of your voice if you're going come here good dog they're gonna just jump at you because they're 
hearing this kind of excited tone to your voice whereas maybe when you're a little bit more angry they kind of know by the tone of your voice but can they actually understand words yeah so it's it's i think it's a bit it a bit it's a bit of both clearly they get a lot from the tone um, as, as humans do. And so we did a study a few years back where we actually taught our MRI dogs just some new words. And this was modeled after the famous border collie named Chaser, who supposedly knew a thousand words. And so the idea was we taught them the name of two new toys that they had never seen before. And surprisingly, this takes a fair bit of work. And then we had them go in the scanner and then we had the owners speak those words to the dogs. And what we were interested in was, for example, when we, when we say a word, I'll say ball, since everyone knows that example, does does the dog actually kind of conjure up in their mind some picture of a ball like a human might? Mm. And what's interesting about it is, is that the dogs clearly could differentiate words that they've been trained on versus words they've never heard before or novel words, but they don't seem to be using them in the same way that humans do. We couldn't find evidence that they had activity in their visual parts of their brain like a human would when they, when they picture things. Instead, it seems to be something quite different, um, and we're actually still trying to figure this out out what the words mean to the dogs. I think what people have to realize is that, you know, a dog's brain is about the size of a lemon. And so they just simply don't have the neural real estate like we do to process complex language. But they can certainly make associations between these words that we use and things that are salient to them and their environment. And so maybe that's a toy or more likely it probably kind of encompasses not just the object itself, but what they do with it. You know, so when we say ball, it's not that they picture a ball, it's probably Probably that they start thinking about, okay, I'm going to go grab that thing. I'm going to put it in my mouth. I'm going to maybe bring it back to my owner. It will be the same with, I know certain dogs, and I've seen certain dogs will, you know, if their owner says like something like, let's go walkies, or, you know, walk, they'll straight away know either to grab their lead and sit by the door as soon as that word is said or, or, or something to that effect. So it's a kind of similar thing. I think it is similar to that. And of course, a lot of these things are very context dependent. So, mm. you know, if, if the owner says that in some weird circumstance, um, the dog's probably not going to have the same reaction. So they're very good at kind of pairing these words with, say, the particular time of day when they've learned that they're going to go on a walk um, in a particular place, right? Yeah, environmental cues are the same kind of situation to let them know that, yeah, walkies happen from home, not in... I don't know why you'd be in a busy shopping center with your dog, but yeah, the situation that they're in influences those cues as well. Exactly. And so, you know, what I tell folks when they're communicating with their dogs, I mean, simplicity is actually better because, you know, they obviously cannot get the full nuances of human language, but they can get little bits. And mm. so when speaking to the dog, it's best to use just simple words and not complicated sentences like like we're doing now. And tell me, is there a difference between different breeds of dog and intelligence? So, you know, it's often been known that a German Shepherd would be highly intelligent and maybe a Cocker Spaniel, not so much. I have two answers to that. One is I don't know, uh, but that's not very satisfying. Uh, <laughs> so what I can tell you is is that there's over 100 breeds, so it's very difficult to make generalizations across many breeds. But what I can tell you is that we have studied a few breeds in detail. So out of the 100 or so dogs we've trained, at least half of them are either golden retrievers or Labrador retrievers. Um, in part, that's because they're so popular, but also because, frankly, most of them are couch potatoes and they <laughs> simply enjoy lying still in the scanner as long as we give them treats. So they're easy 
for this project. But amongst the retrievers, there's still kind of this huge range, both in brain responses and some of their abilities. So we've studied in particular service dogs or dogs training to become service dogs, and they're all retrievers. And so even within a breed, there's still a huge range. And so your question then kind of comes down to is the individual differences within a breed smaller than between breeds? And the answer to that is I don't know. I, I'm just, all I can tell you is that all dogs are individuals just like people. Have you done any definitive research on why dogs are infinitely better than cats? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for all the cat people out there, I always get someone emailing me and say, hey, my cat could do that. Go in the scanner <laughs> and so we could figure out what they're thinking. And I, I say, well, after 10 years, I'm still waiting to meet that cat. <laughs> Which is fair enough. And, and the, the other question I wanted to ask you is, um, if you've just tuned in, by the way, we're chatting to Gregory Burns, who's a uh, neuroscientist from the Emory University in Atlanta and does a lot of work with studying the, the brains of dogs. Um, how do you get such a job? <laughs> uh, you know, this was... Totally luck. For most of my career, I, I studied humans. Um, you know, we had people go in MRI scanners to try to figure out how their brains work. And it was just a crazy idea. Ten years ago, I, I, you know, I was looking at my dog and wondering what she thinks. And, it's, and I <laughs> thought, wouldn't it be cool if she could go in the scanner too? So, you know, just from the idea to actually making it happen actually probably took about a year because we had to figure out how to train the dogs and we, we treat them as the family members that they are. So it's, yeah. it's voluntary. They're not sedated. They're not strapped down. The whole the whole thing works uh, on the fact that they enjoy doing it and we try to make it a game with them. So it's just fun for everyone. And is it true as well, I'm really interested to know this, that dogs can stay up and worry just like humans? I think some of them can. Certainly, I have one dog um, who's a bit of a worrywart and we know that many dogs um, have separation anxiety and it's, it's something that I would like to study in further detail because I, I think the question that I have, which is what you asked, is when a dog feels lonely or anxious, is that the same kind of loneliness and anxiousness that we humans feel? My intuition says it's probably very similar, kind of down at its core, except they don't have the words to describe it like we do. Oh, see, that's the thing. I definitely don't think my cat Susan ever sits alone <laughs> worrying about me or yeah. <laughs> life stresses. <laughs> They're missing that part of the brain that makes uh, that makes them care or have empathy maybe for, for any other types of people. But God, and then in, in, Gregory, in your 10 years of studying dogs and throwing them into a machine, I know we've talked about a lot of really fascinating and interesting stuff that you've stumbled upon, but um, what else might have been one of the most interesting things that you found in your 10 years of studying dogs? Well, I think some of the things um, related to language and, and, and some of the things that we're working on right now which is kind of in the realm of what we call brain decoding. So there's been advances in imaging in, in humans as well, where we're now able to combine the technology of MRI with fairly sophisticated computer algorithms to to try to decode what's happening in a person's brain. So, for example, in humans, you can show people movies and then with fairly sophisticated algorithms decode what they're looking at or even what they're thinking. So I think that's the future of this in terms of dogs. I mean, ultimately, I guess I'm trying to build a dog brain decoder so we actually know what they think. Yeah. Coolest job in the world. Have, has there ever been any approach for you to like do this as a TV show? Because I'm sure this would be perfect as a, <laughs> a really cool TV show. I'm open to the possibility 
possibility. Leave it at that. Because the, the Dog Whisperer had his, you know, 15 minutes of fame back in the day. <laughs> and, and who's the other? There's the British. What's the British vet guy or the Irish vet guy? Not British. Oh, yes. Um, oh, I can't remember his name. But, yeah, he's on all the TV programs. Yeah. And, and this guy is now doing live tours, selling out arenas in front of like <laughs> 10,000 people just talking about dogs. So, I mean, if, if you ever wanted maybe a little bit of a, a, a break from the academic stuff, you could do some sort of live speaking dog tour and and and, and there's tons of money in that but listen um you sound like you have the most amazing job in the world but it's, it's churning out a ton of really interesting information as well and um, best place for someone uh, another dog lover who might be listening now who wants to reach out and see more of what you've done and um, where can they find you online just hit me up on my website gregoryburns.com and it's b-e-r-n-s not with a u gregoryburns.com and also check out his book what it's like to be a dog um new york times best-selling uh, book as well listen thanks a million for popping on and uh, who knows we could see you on a dog tour sooner rather than later <laughs> i look forward to it fm 104's room 104 podcast with cormac moore and sir shalong when we can see you here on room 104 you've an opportunity now uh, b- between now and monday to win yourself 1000 euro cash we have cancelled uh, rain on me by lady gaga and Ariana Grande in the hopes of appeasing the sun gods so that you and I and Saoirse can all enjoy a little bit of decent weather. The last few days have not been great. It's actually bone dry where I am, but Saoirse, you're not having the same look. It is, what I mean, pouring rain. I just went down to the kitchen there and literally banging off the window. Are you serious? You're not taking the piss now because D15, it's absolutely fine. So around Dublin, Dublin 4, it is pouring pouring rain like the worst i've actually heard because it was meant to stay dry for the night and tomorrow yeah. as i said was meant to pick up and be quite nice so it's not looking good lads oh do you know what you need what do i need uh-huh. oh i need an umbrella i don't even no. own one what do you not no i'm one of these irish people that will bring my sunglasses in my bag and i'll wear a t-shirt and hope for the best yeah sure that's, that's how you can do that's all you need to do as well. Uh, keep sending in if you have any decent stories about um, your dog being very intelligent. One there from Mark who said uh, his dog can play fetch by himself. That's <laughs> that's pretty impressive. Oh, that's cute. Now, I did hear a story from my stepmom, right, who told me that when my eldest, smallest brother was a baby and they were over in France, that the dog got up after his nap, he climbed out of the cot, went to come down the stairs and there was no st- stair gate there at the time and the dog literally blocked him from falling down the stairs oh really yeah oh that's cool which is very cool so like your brother's life depended on the dog because he could have just been good luck kind of and I'm sure as a baby you know he was probably banging off the dog trying to get down Mm. you know pulling out of his ears and the dog just stayed and I think he obviously barked or whatever to, to alert her that he was awake but he'd gotten out of his cot and was on his way down the stairs and would probably be in hospital Magic. Well, that's pretty That's pretty cool. Yeah, they're smart old beings indeed. If you have any other similar stories, do let us know. Drop us a WhatsApp. On the way next, we do this every Thursday on the show, giving you the opportunity to celebrate some of the bigger idiots that you come across in your life. It is the Darwin Awards, so people who have made an outstanding contribution to bringing mankind just back to levels of stupidity not seen in a long time. So if you've come across anything online or in your day-to-day goings-on, let us know. Nominate um, nominate someone. 0876797. We'll be doing the Darwin Awards next here on Room 104. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. And now it is time for the Darwin Awards. Oh, it's so tragic. Every week. 
Yeah, so if you don't know what this is, it's your opportunity to nominate someone to recognise their contribution, their outstanding contribution that they're making to the stupidity of mankind. So if you've seen something that's just ridiculous, that's made you go, ah, here, come on, you cannot be serious. How stupid do you have to be? If anyone or anything has made you do that, drop us a WhatsApp right now, let us know, nominate it, and we'll put them up for a Darwin Award now and see who will be victorious this week. 087-6797-104. Now, Saoirse, anyone straight off the bat coming to mind for this week's Darwin, your Darwin nomination? or one? Of I did, yeah. I came across a story about um, a couple that were together about a year and a half and the guy got a job abroad so he was moving and he was trying to find a list of things that he needed to go away and she yeah. said well you're going to need a new watch and he said why and she said because it's going to be a different time zone <clears throat> oh dear so rather than change the time of the watch she was like well that, that yeah. watch isn't going to work over there that's a, that's a watch for here yeah that watch right now says half ten and over there it's <laughs> six in the morning. So, you know, that's not going to work for you, hon. splash out another hundred quid in a watch? Yeah. Wow. Or I don't know if that watch. relationship will last. It shouldn't. Well, she's probably last. too thick. They're probably too thick to break up with each other anyway. That's a great one. Uh, that's an absolutely great one. Uh, I would like to nominate for the Darwin Award this evening. As we mentioned, uh, the public have asked for things like uh, affordable housing, cycle lanes, more buses, more trains, uh, childcare facilities to be reopened, and instead you're getting a floating pool on the Liffey. So <laughs> I, I would like to nominate the person who suggested having a 50-metre floating heated pool on the Liffey down by the place down beside the place where there's going to be white water rafting on the Liffey, which is another, like, sorry, what? So I just think that's a little bit idiotic. Now, they haven't agreed to do this yet, as we mentioned earlier on, but that is a proposal, a legitimate proposal from Dublin City Council is to have a floating pool on the scummy Liffey. Uh, right, so I would just first up like to nominate them for a Darwin Award uh, this evening. No, that's perfectly fine. Um, they're yeah. very good competitors here, but um, I have another one as well that I came across a very funny... Oh. Tweet. Yeah, so um, this girl said this is a true story. She said, I bought my friend four pregnancy tests because obviously she thought she was pregnant. They all came back positive, which was fine. She started crying even though she was hoping to get pregnant. She started right. crying because she said, how am I going to afford to feed four kids? <laughs> <laughs> no, tell me that's a joke. That is not a joke. <laughs> Apparently, that is not a joke. Oh, wow. I don't think that friend should have any, <laughs> to wow. be honest. She's not ready. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. Listen, baby brain, let's let her off with that one. No, that's a brilliant. That's brilliant bad, isn't it? One. That's pretty bad. That's yeah. pretty bad. Okay. I would like to nominate for the Darwin Award uh, the guys who the official owners, the people who are responsible for the US Scrabble competition. Oh, yeah. Scrabble's a fun game. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're going through, because we're, because we're in the midst of a social upheaval and people, because no one's working and everyone's just hanging around, people have more time to think about stuff and they're all like, hang on a second. That's BS and that's yeah. racist and that's homophobic. And fair enough, some of it obviously is and they're tearing down statues and then they're tearing down the wrong statues and things are getting a little bit out of control and no one's kind of gone, stop, wait, okay, hang on a second, hang on a second now. The organization who runs the US Scrabble competition, the world, uh, they are looking at banning the word culture 
saying that that is a racist derogatory term. And I'm like, would you be well? It sums up the Colchies. It's a perfectly, like, I don't, I don't know what other word... It's a like. Do people from the country do culties get offended at the term culty, or are culties only allowed to use the word culty to each other? And us as a non-culty, you know, it's kind of like when black people are allowed to say the n word and we're not. Is it that kind of thing? Because I'm pretty sure yeah, culty I mean, is, is one. It's definitely not racist because we're the same do race. They have a, yeah. Do they have a word for us though in Dublin? Um, yobs. Like I uh, wouldn't care if they had a word for us. What What do the culties call the dubs? The city Apart folk. Apart from scum. Apart from scum. We're not all scum. No, we're not scum. But culture isn't culture a bad folk. thing. No, it's culture not. Culture's just like... Well, I used to say, you're a bogger. But that, that <laughs> could probably know, be banned land. as well now. Yeah, you're a bogger. You won't be allowed to say bogger or culture. Isn't that, isn't hey, that you know, ridiculous? That, that, was, that was a big thing when we were younger. You know, if you were, um, especially in college, my sister went to NUI in Galway. You know, and I'd be asking... What are the buggers like? You know, what are the <laughs> country men like? And she ended yeah. up going out with one of them. So we were like, oh, gee, is going out with a bugger. <laughs> it's terrible. So you, it were using, you were using it as a slur. Yeah. As a derogatory slur. Shame on lived, you, Saoirse. We've just cancelled Saoirse Long again. He lived in week. the middle of nowhere. He was a lovely guy. He did live in the middle of nowhere, though. And then, um, you know, she came from drinking in St. Anne's Park very irresponsibly and with, you know, big groups of friends. So, two different backgrounds completely. But I wouldn't have cared if he had a name for us. I know, I know, this is it. So, if you are currently working in Dublin and you're from the country, you've probably been called a culture before at some stage, but do you find it an offensive term? <laughs> are you going to start a protest, culture lives matter, and be protesting out in front of the GPO tomorrow? I don't think so. Is it an offensive term? Should it be banned from Scrabble? Will you let us know? Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. If you're not, be, if you're obviously not crying hysterically because we've triggered you saying the word culture. But there you go. The CEO of the uh, National Scrabble of the Association in America that runs these competitions. There's also I didn't realize there is uh, Scrabble competitions and tournaments. Is banning that word culties. So I'm just like, oh, and the other thing is, well, they're trying to get rid of um, the term "fighting Irish" from uh, Notre Dame's university or their football team. You see, they I think to, we just need to stop now. Because I think, like, I, I'm they're trying to get rid of the the stereotypical leprechaun mascot and the, the the slogan "the fighting Irish" because people are like, that's the negative stereotype about Irish people just being drunk and fighting. But it also means, like, the term "fighting Irish," I would say, also means that. You're the underdog who never gives up, and you're not just fighting outside a bar. You're, you know, you're fighting for your freedom. You're fighting to get the Brits out so you can have your country back. All those positive things, you know. Yeah, I mean that's where we were brought up with. We're losing like, our I don't, minds. I don't think they need to get rid of anything that's been there and set in stone for so long. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the the last person here, the nomination for the Darwin Award tonight, uh, Kanye West. Oh dear God! What did he say now? Uh, he's gone on to say uh, well one he's running for president with some crazy ass platform which is fair enough he can run he can do what he wants but you know he, he's running on an anti-vax platform basically saying that the uh, <laughs> to, 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 to not get the coronavirus you should make God happy and that it's really a, a big religious thing and that you know if you take if you take the coronavirus vaccine you're not getting into heaven 
So that, that, that kind of mad stuff out there is like, Kanye, I know you think you're a bit of a genius and you're an eccentric artist. Fair play to you. But, but, yeah, but that's on. just knocked you, knocked you back a few notches, all right? No. Unfortunately. And do you know what's dangerous is because he has a platform and so many people look up to him, they'll listen. You'll get certain people that will listen to him and not get a vaccine because they want to please God. There you go. Listen, deep breaths, everyone. But they're the nominations tonight. If you would like to nominate something or someone else for a Darwin Award for their outstanding contribution to making humanity dumber than ever before, let us know. 87 FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. And now we're going to talk TV shows that would never be made again in 2020 because they're all a bit dodgy and too inappropriate now. Um, I did this, I fell down a random YouTube rabbit hole of old TV shows. Um, some that were on back in the day, especially old reality TV shows because there was a lot of weird ones back in the day. There was a lot of weird ones back in the day. I'm assuming that Jackass won't be ever remade again, that type of a show. Uh, I loved yeah, I it. I think I think that one might get away because that's not that's just people hurting themselves. That's what I mean. I just don't think the today guy, though, one of them pass away. But I don't know if it was because of a stunt, was it? Maybe it I was. I don't. I can't remember if it was or if it wasn't. But um, I just yeah, don't think that. that they'd risk that anymore. Or you know, it's obviously maybe back in the day when we used to watch it. We didn't go out and try and repeat what they did or mimic what they were doing. Yeah. Whereas I think kids now will be like, oh, deadly, let's jump off the top of the roof of the house. See, I think they still did it back in the day. It's just there wasn't Twitter, Facebook and YouTube to document it all that much. See, it is the Karens and it is the Kierons that are coming out yeah. in force now and on just, Twitter being yeah. like, this is disgraceful. I can't oh, believe. Oh, dare they do this. Yeah, yeah. That, that would be annoying. Jackass. Yeah, you wouldn't You wouldn't know about Jackass, would you? It, it probably wouldn't be brought back. Probably wouldn't. But um, do, you, do you remember the guy that was in Jackass? Now, it was really funny, but just so bad on the poor dad. I don't know which one it was. Oh, and he used was that to just Bam Majera? <laughs> was it Bam? And he used to just walk in and start attacking his dad oh, with a newspaper. Oh, blasting music and jumping all over him. <laughs> yeah. It was so funny. But could you imagine doing that? I could never imagine torturing my dad like that. Horrific. Oh, he'd lose it. Yeah, no, that that was hilarious. That was funny, yeah. I was just thinking, you know, there was a bit in Jackass where the guy would just strip off naked and play the dance music. Oh, yeah, Steve-O. No, I don't think, it, I don't think it was Steve-O. I think it was another guy who who stripped down to the thong. And then there was that yeah. song that came on, dun, 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 and we'd be yeah, dancing yeah, yeah. In, a, in a random shop. You wouldn't you wouldn't <laughs> get that now. They'd be arrested no, now, you straight wouldn't. away. Actually, yeah, because he used to party boy people. So he'd yeah, go into a shop bad. and it doesn't matter who the shop worker was, male or female, he would just go, go up and start rubbing himself on them. Yeah. But the same with them. That's after reminded me of Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, a lot of his shows probably wouldn't get made now. Ali G probably wouldn't. Ali G and the what was the show that he did where he was going out dressed up as various different people and characters and similar. He was just being highly inappropriate to members of the public. Uh, yeah. Jeez, Ali G probably wouldn't get made now. That's sad. Yeah, that is sad. He was great. Um, 0876797104. What TV shows do you not think would be made 
anymore in 2020 uh, let us know um, there's one of the a few ones I picked out here now a few of the ones that I picked are like ho oh, are like I can't believe they actually aired this and maybe 20 years later we'll come back we look at what's going on um, the first one that I'm I, I saw which probably would, would get wouldn't get aired now and probably get cancelled was MTV back in 2004 had the show I Want a Famous Face Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom like Evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds Salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me that wasn't an option I never really was a salad guy that's just not who I am but Noom worked for me Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want a famous face. I feel like I know this. So it followed people who wanted to look. There was one or two I remember straight away. One was uh, a guy who wanted to look exactly like Elvis, and then the I other do one, remember a, a, this. Yeah, a girl yeah. wanted to look like Carmen Electra, and she like her dream was to be on the front of Maxim, and she was getting a boob job done and getting loads of stuff done to her face, and they were following those people. So. Um, I mean, on the one hand, you can do what you want. I mean, we spoke to that woman recently who spent 30 grand looking like Kim K, but suppose people would be like, uh, you know, it, it, it's body shaming in a way. You, you know, you should be promoting a message that you're good enough without all of that surgery and you're good enough in yourself. You don't need to look like somebody else, but that probably wouldn't get made. But a lot of people that um, go through with all that kind of surgery have body dysmorphia. You know, that is an, an illness, really, like where you're constantly think you need to change something else about yourself and you're never yeah. satisfied when you do you just want to keep going and going and then what happens is they get to a point where they've gone far too far and they just look like they don't yeah. even look human anymore yeah. Yeah. so yeah definitely I think those types of shows are no more yeah um, big shout out to uh, Larrington um, <laughs> so say hi congratulations Lar. Thanks very much for sorting our lives out. He knows what's going on. Uh, yeah. Any other shows that would be that would be cancelled? Uh, let us know. This other one. Now, I didn't even realize that this was a show, but 2004 seems like it would. It, it seems like it was a really bad year for dodgy TV because I want a famous face aired first in 2004. But this next one, this is a ridiculous TV show, right? It's called. It aired in 2004 as well. It's called Playing It Straight. Playing It Straight. I've never heard of that. 
Oh, it's amazing. It's it's amazingly, ridiculously bad. I'm not saying it's a beautiful TV show that we should bring back. Playing it straight. I wonder if you've ever heard of it. I'm going to try and see if we can get just the, the intro here via our YouTube. And let, I'll just play the start of it for you so you can get <laughs> get an idea of the, the show and how everyone thought it was absolutely fine, all right? So let me just make sure that our internet PC faders are up, which they are, and let me play you the intro from this TV show that this was in 2004, so not that long ago, all right? This is a... Uh, Attention uh, viewers. Here the we go. Male contestants this. in this program may be lying or misrepresenting themselves at all times, including in their interviews. This sweet, innocent Midwestern girl named Jackie is about to meet 14 men. She thinks she's going to find true love. But not all of the guys are here for romance. Some of them are gay. Well, for God's sake. <laughs> what? In the name of God, right? So, that so wait, was was she, did she have to try and find out who was, who was straight and who was gay? Was exactly. that the whole challenge? Exactly. So this was the whole premise of the show, right? So there was one girl, there was about 15 other guys, and she was trying to love up and find a partner and here was the catch right she could eliminate a load of people if she thought that they were gay none of the lads knew who was and who wasn't gay and they were competing to try and partner up with her if she partnered with a straight guy one of the straight guys that was there they would split the money right so they would win and they would split the money but if a gay guy convinced her that he was straight and she picked him she'd lose and he'd get all the money. Oh, for God's sake. Isn't that mad? How was that even made? Yeah, now, so that was playing it straight. There was a similar TV show (laughs) called Boy Meets Boy, right? And this was a, a little bit of a flip on the premise. It was a very, very similar premise. So it was about one gay man who was looking for love, but there was 15 men who were competing for the prize money and trying to, you know, win his heart to win the money. Some of the men were gay and some of them were straight. And again, no one knew who was straight and who was gay. He didn't even know that there was some straight men there. And again, the straight men were trying to fool your man into thinking they were gay and then they'd win all the money. I just don't understand the concept of this. I genuinely I, don't get it. It, it. I suppose it's kind of like, haha, a big reveal, a big M. Night Shyamalan twist at the end, where it's like, I was straight all along. Um, so that was... <laughs> it's just yeah, weird. It's just really weird. So that was playing it straight in 2004, which is a girl looking for a guy. Some of the guys are gay. Boy meets boy. Gay man was looking for love. And, you know, if you find someone, happy days. But some of them were straight. Um, and some of the guys, again, were like kissing your man on dates and they were straight and there was a load of controversies after because guys were like, I'm now questioning my own sexuality. I've never done that before, so oh, I'm, feeling, uh, I'm feeling confused at the moment. So that would probably not get the green light in 2020. I wouldn't say so, no. Um, and also, I don't know if you remember going back even further than that, similar, I'm pretty sure similar as in, you know, the guy could have been gay or straight. Uh, it was called Man Oh Man. All I remember is they'd line up, the guys would line up by a pool and the girl just judges them on their looks and pushes them in one by one. Whoever doesn't really, Do you know, appeal her. to her. Yeah. And again, it's just straight up, straight on looks. Yeah, just straight on looks, judging men on how they look. So they're all wearing their tiny little, probably Speedos at the time. Uh, she just pushed them in. And I remember sitting there watching it with my mom. 
and I was only really young, probably too young to be watching it. And I just remember thinking, well, obviously you pick the guy that doesn't have any body hair because body hair is disgusting. Because <laughs> as a young girl, yeah. of course, that's absolutely disgusting. My Ken doll did not have hair on his chest. We need so more hairy men representation. I feel as if, as a hairy man, that I feel body shamed into being waxed, and it's not good. And we need, yeah, we need Ken. We need a Ken doll with a beer belly and a hairy <laughs> chest and hairy toes. That's the Ken I want to see. That's the Ken most men want to see. Could you imagine poor child's <laughs> face on Christmas morning when she opens the the doll and it's a beer-bellied, fat Ken <laughs> with hair all over him and triple chins. That's what we need. In, in just one of those, you know, uh, string vest tops. Hasn't shaved properly. <laughs> hung over. Stains all down the top. Yeah, there you go. Oh, Barbie gross. comes back to the lovely Orvi. She's like, what have you done all day? I'm working on my music. Leave me alone. Okay? And then she's like, you're 34 years old, Ken. It's time you got a real job. Stop acting like my mom, bitch. That's the type of bar- dolls that we need. Really give you a proper, oh, accurate God. reflection of life. None of this six-pack. Um, six-pack. Because the Ken dolls told, you know, women around the world that men have no dicks. It's just flat skin down there. In fairness, well, You must have yeah. got the shock of your life. Yeah. Pretty much. On every front, yeah. <laughs> yes, Literally. There you go. Um... Yeah, so that was a good show. That Man O' Man, Man was a Man O' Man one was very similar to this other one, which was just called, again, 2003, this uh, first season aired in. And this TV show was just called Are You Hot? And the entire premise, if you can just imagine um, the X Factor stage setup, there was three judges and then people would just walk out. That they, they wouldn't say anything, they wouldn't speak, they wouldn't dance, they wouldn't perform. They would walk out in front of the judges and they would just vote whether they were hot or not. And there was a massive sign of hot and a massive sign of not over their heads. And if they were told hot, like they went into the next round and then not, they were told to go home. And then it just went through nitpicking little details about them. Like they'd stand there and if they got eliminated, they'd have to tell them, listen, Mary, your lips aren't that great. I'm giving your face a five out of 10. Your body's good. I'll give your body an eight out of 10, but you're just too too ugly to be here. And that, that was the whole entire premise of the show. So basically Tinder. Basically Tinder and how Facebook, I think, what was the, the previous website? Because I, th- I still think there is a hot or not website online. I think that's what Mark Zuckerberg, one of the things he originally did was, in, wasn't it? Yeah, that was in the social, the social network. network. Yeah. yeah, hot or not, yeah. Thanks, Mark. Contributing more to society's uh, ill wills and differences back in the day. Um, the final one that I would, I would say wouldn't get made today, but you never know because this series ended in 2016 and it was probably the weirdest reality TV show ever and just really uncomfortable viewing and never, never, ever, ever got this. But uh, Toddlers in Tiaras? Oh my God, I watched that before. Horrific. I watched that in shock. It's just, I mean, putting makeup on babies, literally two-year-olds, three-year-olds and getting their hair done and all you're doing is put them in a little dress and showing them off like they're a doll. Yeah. No. It is sexualizing the, kids. It's horrific. But but some of them got a load of flack because one of the mothers stuffed like the dress stuffed her, to make her look like Dolly Parton stuffed her chest more and all this stuff. It was real like this is but that yeah, that wrong. aired until 2016. I, I don't understand who watched that. I don't do reality TV anyway, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why anyone watches reality TV. I think it's absolute muck anyway. But <laughs> that one in particular is just disgusting. Absolutely um, disgusting. 
Yeah, so so they're kind of the main ones I, I probably wouldn't make. Probably wouldn't make the mark in these days. Uh, Tando, good evening. What's the story? Tando has said MTV Cribs will never come back because it was fake. And Tando, that broke my heart when I discovered how fake, how fake Cribs was. Oh, Cribs! I loved Cribs for so it was long. Great, wasn't it? Yeah, it was amazing. And then I heard it was all a big lie, and that was not their house or their fridges. Uh, it, it either wasn't their house or they were renting the house for the day and then I remember there's loads of really good videos up on YouTube kind of going into the background of it and how people spotted it so a lot of people in the episode started spotting that you know the Lamborghinis and the Ferraris that were all in the driveway they all have yeah. the same like rental car sticker on the dash or just inside the window like beside where your tax would be so all of the cars are just rented for the day